Welcome to People, Places, and How We Use Spaces, where we chat with amazing, successful people whose stories inspire us. As a bonus, all of our guests have something to teach us about commercial real estate based on their own experiences. I am your host, Lisa Christensen. My companies help business owners, developers, and investors buy, sell, and lease space. On today's episode of People and Places and How We Use Spaces, we are joined by our guest, Ashok Dariwal, multi-unit owner of Yoga Fit Studios. Ashok owns and operates four yoga studios in Minneapolis. The fitness industry was hit incredibly hard by COVID-19. Ashok contributes his success of getting through this difficult time by the things that he does with the community and giving back. I'm excited for you to hear his story and learn more about Yoga Fit Studios. Before we get started, I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen. I would really appreciate it if you follow, subscribe, share, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And now, let's give a warm welcome to Ashok Dariwal. All right, today we're joined by Ashok. He's the mastermind behind Yoga Fit Studios, and uh, it's just my total pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I have been an admirer. We've tried to get you into a couple of spaces. We haven't done a deal yet, but we will. But I also watch, you know, you on social media and all of the positive things that you're doing in the community, and you just have such a positive vibe to you. you. And we hadn't met in person, but we learned just shortly a few weeks ago that you're my neighbors with my daughter. Yes. And that's so fun. She talks about this guy that she met that's super nice, and I'm like... Oh my gosh, I think I know of him. <laughs> I got to get him on my podcast. <laughs> there we are. So thank you so much. Thank you for your time. So you haven't always been in yoga. You never did a yoga class before I bought really yoga for franchises. You're kidding. Oh, that's a little crazy. Because <laughs> you were you had a really corporate background, United Health Group, Target. And how did you go from corporate to yoga yeah you know i think it stemmed really from my parents owning privately owned businesses uh independent retail stores one at a time in new york city and so i started working at a very early age probably at the age of five and then realized i you know that other people pay you eventually but uh you know my parents perfected child labor and uh but what i learned uh quite honestly was you can really make a difference very easily in retail you can either make policies that make it so challenging whether it's a return whether it's just payment it's just so many different things, like a hotel as well. That would be my other dream job because you could just make somebody's day very easily and that costs a lot. So I've always loved retail because you could actually get to deal with every customer that has a different day and a different experience. So fast forward as I went into corporate careers of Arthur Anderson and Target you know, and Health Group, on the other end of it, I thought, you know, maybe it's time for me to go look for my own business. And so I looked at different franchises because my father's and my mother's businesses were independent. So I didn't know anything about franchising. And I looked at privately owned businesses through Sunbelt and things like that, you know, a flower store or something retail focused, a B2C, and uh, kind of stumbled upon calling Snap Fitness based in Minneapolis and Chanhassen. And uh, they said, well, we're saturated here. We're from here. But we started this new concept called Yoga Fit Studios. And the whole mission is to make yoga and fitness more accessible. So I said, well, what does that mean? And uh, well, they partnered with a woman, her name is Beth Shaw, that owns the brand. And her whole mission over the last 20 years was to do teacher training. She actually has trained over 300,000 people worldwide. Wow. But it's like, how do you get people like me 
that have never done a yoga class in my life to actually do yoga. And so that was the whole premise of it. So I said, well, that sounds interesting. You know, it seems like a nice model. So what I ended up doing was going to different competitors and realized it wasn't really the uh, the yoga side of it or the access. It was the, uh, the customer service. And it was just intimidating. And it's a very intimidating sport is what I tell people. And it shouldn't be because everyone that does a yoga class always comes out feeling better. Unlike going to a dentist, people know they have to do that, but they usually don't feel better going in or coming out. But yoga, it's just very interesting that the psychology of a person that doesn't want to do yoga, for example, most of my male friends, if I ask them to do yoga, they'll say they're not flexible enough. And I'll say, well, have you just listened to what you just said? How are you going to get flexible? And beyond the approachability, there was other constraints. One was uh, yoga and fitness are very expensive, typically $180 a month, give or take. We are averaging about $85 a month. We have basically four pillars. One was you know, affordability, uh, which I just mentioned, just really trying to give, we do discounts for nurses, K through 12 teachers. I saw that. That's so honorable. All nonprofit employees. So it's really fun to be able to have a 25-year-old that's a social worker be able to come to classes three or four times a week for $85. I love that. So whereas I think the industry itself wasn't ready for that, you know, the you know, they can't afford $160. Same as students, you know, 10% discount on $160 is not $85. And so we have a ton of U of M students that go to our Northeast studio. And it's just fun to see that. So affordability was one. Second thing was availability. So we actually have six different formats of yoga and fitness classes. So we have a flow one, a flow two, restorative, which men will start in because it's dark. <laughs> we also have bar, burn, and hit. And so the only company that actually has all of our formats is Lifetime. And so a lot of the other yoga studios don't have a bar class. Bar studios are $200 plus a month. And so to be able to have all those formats available for affordable price really intrigues people. And then the third thing is just that approachability that I mentioned to you. Just I realized I just got to hire really nice people versus really good teachers. Because in the lobby is where they meet people like me that have never done it before and like hesitating in getting out of their car. Right. And we always say getting to the first class is the hardest part. I'm not taking the class. It's just pulling up and getting out of your car. Sure. And uh, so that was really fun to be able to just hire really nice people. And that's what you get compliments on all the time is, oh, your teacher is so nice, you know? And then the fourth thing was giving back to the community. You know, being at Target for 15 years, I understood that it was important to do. And it's a lot of fun. So we try to donate. We probably donate about 30 gift certificates a week to different nonprofits. And it educates me a lot on different nonprofits I've never heard about before. We also do things like Bend It Up Brits. We did that last night and had over. What was that? Bend It Up Brits. So Brits Pub downtown. Oh, we have a community event uh, that's free to everybody. Before COVID, we'd have 500 people doing yoga with a DJ. And everyone just has a great time. I didn't know that was you yeah. that does that. I've yeah. wanted to do a that. Different company did it before, but they wanted to charge people. And Brits said no, and we said no, so they gave it to us. That's so awesome, it's all for everybody. But yeah, during COVID, it's 500 people. If you see a picture of that? That's that's a fun time. That is. Yeah. I have seen a picture of that. Yeah, last yeah. Time we had over 100, so it's still you know being out. Of There's COVID. something really powerful about community yeah, yeah. when everybody comes together to kind of yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. That's really neat, and it yeah. doesn't hurt that it's about a bar. Yeah, There's yeah. A bar below. <laughs> but we even did a fundraiser when they had you know the fire in it. We did a fundraiser for their staff. You know, oh. so it all kind of goes around, um, and it's just. At the end, it's all fun and everyone has a good time and feels good about themselves. And we do a one hour, very hard workout during the entire time. So sometimes with a drink on the side, but it's still a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So the community thing is actually what I think helped us actually get through COVID. So we had a lot of members that stayed with us. We did a ton of virtual classes, but you know we closed on March 16th at 1 p.m. And it's been 32 months, give or take a few weeks. And never thought it'd last this long. And I think I read that Anytime Fitness, which is based here, found that 50% of all gyms and yoga studios close permanently in the state of Minnesota. 
And we were closed for seven months out of the first 20. And uh, longest closed business out of any business in the entire state of Minnesota. Fitness, the fitness fitness fitness. category. Yeah, longer than the restaurants, longer than everything. And so it really hurt because I think, especially with the mental side of it, that's what people really wanted. But they wouldn't join because the closures were so sporadic. Nobody could really commit to anything. Yeah, there was Um, never any clarity as to what was going to happen. What was going to happen the next day. Yeah. I thought it last two weeks myself, you know. I was in that camp for sure. I And it's sad that we still have to talk about it. I kind of want to just be done with that. But Yeah, I think it'll be another year before business, at least on the fitness side, will you know, rebound. I think a big part of us staying is that we've had really good partners in our landlords that have understood like it, we have to start all over again. And they've been great to us just trying to help us three months at a time, see how we're doing, help us a little bit more and keep us going. So whereas uh, the ones that have closed, either retired, a lot of them are, the owner is the yoga teacher. So now they're doing both. I mean, I probably spent 50% of my time doing paperwork for the SBA and PPP and IDLE and learning all these different loans and grants uh, for the first two years. So if I had to teach as well, which I don't teach, I just take classes, I don't think I'd be sitting here right now too. You know? uh, it gets tiring Wow. for a small business owner in general. And then people always say, well, take out more debt. No, small business owner doesn't want to take out more debt. No. We, we have enough. We want to bootstrap. Right? Yeah. 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 So we got to fight back. And you have four locations. We have four. Yep. We bought eight franchise territories, uh, which is basically the state of Minnesota, the metro area right now. But we have rights to the first couple of rings outside of Minneapolis. We have four studios, one in Loring Park, one in Linden Hills, one in Northeast Minneapolis, and our newest ones in Uptown. And um, we have four more to go. So right now we're just trying to get the first four back in track and then we'll expand as we find partners that want a yoga studio and a fitness studio in their building. Yeah. And can you do like one-off classes or is it all monthly membership? We do everything. So we do a drop-in, we do a 10-pack. Sometimes people want a five-pack. I just make one for them. We have people that are uh, laid off. We give them a free month because they are going to quit and they need help. We have monthly, we have annual. So we basically have every option that somebody needs. And we go back and forth because a lot of people will be monthly, but then they'll travel. So we switch them to a punch card, goes back to the customer service part. It's a lot easier to do that. And they stay with us because of that. Yeah. So a lot of places make it very hard. You know, if they want to cancel, you have to come in and give them a reason. Or if you want to, a good example in our industry is if you pause your membership at, a, at most of the gyms and yoga studios, they charge you $10 a month. But you're never coming in. Right. So then you're going to cancel. So we don't ever charge for that. Right. You know? So then they stay with us. Yeah. So some of it's just, you know, policies make things harder. Yeah. You know? And, and that goes back to what you said earlier about that retail It's just so much easier. Experience. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's happy. Yeah. So, and they stay with us. So, and that's during COVID, I was alluding to with the community side, because we had done, and we continued to do as much as we can do with donations and we do private classes. Uh, we donate private we're doing one tonight, actually, for our school, which is Carondelet. So we, so they bid on a private class, and then we have wine and cheese and snacks afterwards for 30 people. And we pay for the whole thing. And then they bid on it, and they have a great time, and we get exposure to new people. So it's kind of a win-win. But during COVID, we had so many members that just paid us, did a few virtual classes. Again, we weren't at the 160 price point, so it was a little bit you know, less than you know, painful for some people. And they just stayed with us. And a lot of what I heard was because I give back to the community, they want to stay with us. And, and honestly, like I said, I've seen so much evidence of that. And everybody, I mean, it's it's really honorable. I mean, it's Thank it you. just, you know, I think 
you'll achieve lots of success just because, you know, we all wish that for you. Thank you. Thank you. That's fun. Yeah, but I, I didn't, around, I didn't around. think that would actually help us get through COVID, but it probably really was a big part of it. Yeah. Besides the landlords being helpful. Yeah. What do you see when you see, think you'll be in a position to even start opening new stores? I mean, I know you're always looking, but yeah. how, how long is this? COVID headache going to keep with you? Yeah, I think it, uh, it's a great question. I wish we didn't have that question. but yeah. I know. I, mean, I wish uh, I didn't have to talk about it. I think optimistically, I'd say probably at least six months. I think realistic, that'd be a year. And I think that's a lot of small businesses in general. You think about you know, a clothing store or retail uh, in general, you're fighting with some big players like Amazon for you know a brick and mortar type product, a clothing store. I mean, people are we're trained to order online. The good thing about yoga fit is they can't do yoga and fitness online. Even Peloton, uh, when they came out, it's a $3,000 price point, right? So not every a U of M student can't afford it. And as soon as the studios are open, those are the studios that were busiest because it was a, you know, 22 year old in an apartment that couldn't afford it, you know, even couldn't fit a Peloton in their apartment. So it kind of helped us a lot being affordable, but I think it's going to take a while. The whole industry is shifting now. Um, like, you know, you read everything about Peloton it was you know, it's like Apple day one, and now it's not F45, you know, went from $22 a share to two, um, yeah. laying off people like left and right. So I think it's sort of this dot com type of error, but we just keep focusing on what we're good at and don't stretch our teachers out too much and um, just focus on customer service. How do you find staff? I mean, that's a, that's a challenge too in this, in this economy. And it is interesting because the Yoga Fit brand is a company that like you had mentioned, is that they were just doing teacher training, right? And then you guys took or we partnered with them, yeah, to create it more of a brick and mortar for regular people like me, right? I don't want to train to be a teacher, but want to practice yoga in a welcoming environment. And to answer your question, good thing about Minneapolis is there's a lot of gyms and studios that actually make a lot of money off of teacher training. So we get their graduates because they okay. hire them all. But we also have our fitness training. So for example, Lifetime, Core Power, other ones will do a lot of teacher training for yoga and we'll find them that way. And then, but on the fitness, on Yoga Burn and Bar, we actually have our own training. So sort oh, of really? training. So we were able to kind of complement that, keep that going. And bars are our most popular format. So it's kind of nice that we kind of control our own pool of teachers that way. Interesting. And we're typically... 25% of a training that you get anywhere else. Oh, okay. So Neat. a lot more affordable because we look at it as getting tra- teachers, not making money off the training. Right. So interesting. And the yoga fit brand was national. Now it's not as national yes. and it was part of snap fitness. It isn't part of snap right, fitness right. or like six lift years, brands lift or whatever. Brands, yeah. Help me understand how that sure. all kind of comes together. It had started about seven years ago in a partnership with snap fitness. And then the person that owns the brand yoga fit that does a lot of the training worldwide and they, their whole mission was to make yoga and fitness more accessible. They thought let's bring it into a brick and mortar. The person that owned the brand understood yoga, Snap Fitness, which is, you know, brick and mortar understood franchising. So it's kind of like Reese's Peanut Butter. They kind of were nice together. Mm. And over the years, uh, they had also acquired Steel Fitness at the time. They own a company called Nine Round Kickboxing. Uh, they own software company. So they changed their name from Snap to Lift Brands because they had so many different brands. Fast forward a few years, with, especially with COVID, they realized that Snap Fitness really needed to, um, their whole business model was international. And so their growth for their overall business was Snap Fitness internationally. Really? And so they actually gave us back the franchise. We were the franchisee, then we became the franchisor. Because over the years also, a lot of the ones that were open in different states had closed for various reasons, whether it's brand equity or 
uh, the right the ownership wasn't the right one or the the location was bad, which you can appreciate. So we were lucky because we had three or four now um, where we could have some economies of scale. And I learned that from my target days because I was in the target clinics business when I left. Oh, really? And the whole thing was making sure we had at least four in a market because otherwise it made no sense from a brand equity perspective, uh, advertising, those types of things where you get a lot of Kansas scale. So I stole that from them. Yeah, we used to say that you either need to open one or ten. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of like the businesses that go from one to two or three, yeah. it's really hard, especially if that business owner is running that business. Yeah. And now they're spreading themselves super thin, and yeah. it gets it's, it makes and, it really hard. And also, I think Snap Fitness was always um, like typical 24. A lot of businesses, they're absentee ownerships. So I think a lot of people thought they could not be involved like I am. Like, I'm in it every day. I take class every day. So... Having that absentee mindset doesn't help run a yoga studio, which is, you know, deal with people. It's not a 24-7 come in and lift some weights and leave. You actually have to talk to people. So I think that also was probably something that didn't help some of those owners. Do you have any fun stories of kind of your yoga um, team or yoga customers? I feel like you, you create such a sense of community. There has to be some stories of like people just really... You know, is there, are there groups that just always make the same time so they can chat? I mean, you can't really chat during yoga, but yeah. I just feel like... It is fun because it's so community-focused, but there are people that um, will take classes every time. And so we do is we actually introduce them because, like, you spend five hours a week together, you already know each other's names. So one of the big things that the reason I had bought the franchise, I realized the competitors had never asked me if I did my name and never asked me if I did yoga. So my wife said, well, you're Indian, you invented it. They probably figured you knew what a downward dog was. I said... <laughs> No idea what it was. Uh, I even asked my teacher. I'm like, you know, nobody really understands what a chaturanga is. Like, just tell us, show us what it is. Like, the average person does not know what a chaturanga is. So I had to kind of, I kind of, I had to kind of dumb it down a little bit for our teachers to like, okay, we're regular people. You know, we can always build up, but don't assume that everyone knows yoga. So we ask them their name. We ask them, you know, if they've done yoga fit, uh, yoga before or fitness classes, if they've had injuries. So we're trying to get to know them a little bit more in the lobby. What happens then is after the class or something, we'll introduce them to each other or they'll see each other. And then all of a sudden they're going to concerts together. It's pretty funny to watch. Even if it happened today, we'd be like, oh my God, I know you. I know you from the, cause it's very, uh, people aren't traveling very far. It might be three, four or five blocks. In any location. Really? They probably won't even go more than 10 bucks, maybe. Really? Yeah. It's very dense. It's very community focused. They're still late, even though it's five blocks away. <laughs> oh, that would be me. Um, yeah. So it's like <laughs> free parking everywhere. You know, it's still late. Uh, but even today, like, they're like, oh, my God, I know you're, you're joined. And so it's fun to just, I sit back and I listen. Like, oh, when did you join? Oh, I'm trying out a free week and that kind of thing. We give everyone a free week of classes, all the free month gift certificates we donate. And so we got this very interesting pool of people that come in. So it's pretty fun to watch. That is fun. Yeah. Well, so where do you see like the density going with the brand? You know, you said people are kind of a 10 block radius. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that leaves a lot of blocks that, you know, could I mean, what's important in the location, you know, in choosing the right location for this to for your your stores to work? I think studios. a couple of things for me personally. I want to be able to get to any studio within 15 to 20 minutes myself at this point. It might change over the next few years, but I want to be able to go and take classes and talk to customers because it's the best way I'm going to learn something. They're not going to read emails. They're not going to do surveys, but actually talking and seeing them and understanding what the problems like at Brits. I met so many members I had met before um, last night, you know, and they, they know who I am because I every single studio phone goes to my cell phone. Every email comes to me. 24 7 like that's how i have to keep the business going is taking care of our customers and what i see is you know really trying to focus i, I wish we can just continue to go into minneapolis but minneapolis is a challenging city right now for so many different reasons but i think the first ring is where we would go you know eden prairie is highland park 
uh, St. Louis Park, that kind of thing. We looked at some places in Maple Grove before COVID, but I, it almost changes the whole model. I have to get four over there. And so if I can get four good deals all at once before COVID, I probably would have did it. Right now, I'm just trying to expand the existing footprint of the metro area. Got it. Because there is that brand equity because all of our members can use other studios. So there are times where we actually have opposite schedules. So on a Saturday, you can take Bar and Lauren Park, or you can take Burn in Northeast and Flips on Sunday. So people actually can drive five or 10 minutes and have that free parking and go. Versus if I go to Maple Grove, there, there really isn't any economies of scale, even though for more affordable, it really, and then it actually creates a whole new model of having a manager there. Yeah, right. As opposed to a, a district manager's type of mindset, which we have here. So our manager handles all the yoga stuff and the, the fitness side. But if somebody gets sick last minute, she can go teach. Whereas, you know, it's just harder to me being somewhere else. Yeah. Do you see playing more of a franchise or role in the future and finding others to open studios all over the country? It is a possibility. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, I believe in what we do. I, I think, you know, our mission of making yoga and fitness more accessible and talking to every like clients every day. What I love about our business is reading our Google reviews and I send them to the teachers because it's all about them. I have nothing to do with it, but I don't know any other business that I've seen that we don't have, we might not chink, I might chink it, but we have all five-star reviews on, on Google. We have no wow. fours, no threes, no twos. We probably have a hundred, 150. And um, so I send them what they say. I'm like, this is all about you. And then name teachers. I'm like, this is such a fun business. How could it not work? And I think there's part of it, which I'm sure you appreciate, if you love what you do and you can somehow prove that it works financially, which we did before COVID, we finally made it after five years of growing and you know debt, and we, but we, we made it. And then we lost it all uh, when we were shut down. But, but one of my neighbors had said, you did it once, you can do it again. And I love what I do and I can't see myself doing anything else. Like I almost have to make this work because I don't want to go back to corporate. I said, you know, I might go work at Trader Joe's. Those people seem happy, you know? So I actually compare ourselves to Trader Joe's. I want everyone to be happy. I want to have the customer service of Trader Joe's. I want to be able to do anything where my daughter walks in, they give her flowers on her birthday. The cashier does, you know? That's what our teachers, I said, if somebody comes in with their mother, like, don't even think about charging them. Like, let them take the class. So we get buddy passes, they bring people, and they have fun, and so sort of, they stay with us. You know, I think... I've never really thought about it like that, but the the romanticizing of like re- retail, the the you know, whenever I've kind of worked a retail I- experience of whatever it was, whether it was like a volunteer thing or whatever, that ability to make someone's day is so cool, and I think that that just does that just does feel good. I've always thought that would be so fun to do, even being a bartender. I mean, you could just really make someone's day, like. But that is really neat. I've never really thought about why they that was so hotels, appealing. Right, you ask for an upgrade or something, and you know the have them right and they just spent all this time saying no and you're like first it's not your money second like just do it and you know you build that loyalty and i think loyalty is really important i think that's where your customers uh keep coming back because your customer service and i think for us it's what made it really easy is that there wasn't that much in the industry so you, your culture is, I mean, you should be a brand manager for every, for every <laughs> culture. I mean, because I, I do feel like you've got studios in, in a community that's close to me. And, and um, but I, I just, all the things that I hear about you and, and Yoga Fit are super positive. And so I... Uh, credit to my wife that now supports me while I get this thing back going. And our three kids that understand if I get a phone call, they're quiet. You know, so it's a very interesting experience, as you know, owning your own business for a family. It is. You know, it's not an eight to five job. Uh, I don't know if anything is anymore anyway. Uh, but uh, for me, 
it's fun to see them. So my daughter's 14. She started her own business at 13 uh, through the Minneapolis Chamber of Commerce at a shark tank. She came in first place. Stop it. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. Sustainable bikini business. Oh, that's and, uh, amazing. Website. And so she'll like talk about like logistics and supply chain and, and it's just fun. And then our, I love that. Yeah. Our other son's trading cards and, you know, we do festivals together. We did Lynn Hills Festival and he looks at me. He's 10 years old. He goes, I'm, I'm doing more business than you, Dad. <laughs> you know? And he I, was. He sold a bunch of cards. I had nothing to sell. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So it's a fun family thing, too. Which, you know, I think owning your own business uh, teaches them a lot of different things. You know, probably more good than bad, but. I, yeah, I remember my son saying to the cell phone salesman, don't sell her a phone. She's on it all day. <laughs> but, you know, he got a finance degree and yep. he's in, you know, kind of tinkering around commercial estate. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, both my kids have a really great work ethic because yeah. your business doesn't work if you don't right, work it. Right. There might be a few lucky souls out there who have businesses that run themselves, yeah. but I have yet to figure out how that works. So <laughs> Try to start that way. Right. That's our goal. But, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I just want to thank you so much thank for you. taking this time. We have to find a way to do a deal together yes. and um, we'll just have to share a a cold beverage on yeah. on the street that you live on with my daughter yes. and uh, you know I will do whatever I can to help your causes and thank the you. things that you're doing and look forward to supporting you and, and getting your business and back. Thank you for all you do in the community too. You, your firm does a ton of things and I think that is a differentiator. I think giving back to the community not only helps the employees uh, understand what they're doing, we're going to do something for the Crescent Grove which is helps kids that are terminal or very sick give their parents a break in Golden Valley. So they basically take, uh, the, give the parents a weekend off. So they take care of them, whatever situation they have. I'm on the board of the Bleed Foundation, which uh, gives money back to families that lose a child. They help send people to the Fates Lodge. So it's, I think it's a little bit broader than when you get involved in the community. I think I probably get more out of it like you do than yeah. you give. Absolutely. So. I mean, you know, we're so blessed to have the you know, the drive to, to work this hard and to be able to take, you know, the, the blessings that we get and be able to make the community feel better is, yeah. you know, it just feels so good. Yeah. So yeah, it's thank really you for good. what you guys do too. Well, thank you. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. We'll uh, really see you around. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of people, places, and how we use spaces. I am business owner, broker, commercial real estate investor, and your host, Lisa Christensen. If you like this episode, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. To connect with me or the guests on today's show, shoot me an email at lisa at christiansonandco.com. That's lisa at christiansen, the word and, co.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.